Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Uganda Startup, following the journey of Matt and Jessica Brown. American couple Matt and Jessica Brown are relocating their family to the remote town of Karuma, Uganda. With extensive medical training, international experience, and knowledge of multiple languages, the Brown family have developed a marketplace solution to meet a crucial need in Uganda. Clean water. Their nonprofit organization, Lilies in the Field, aims to stand up a company called Blue Mazi as a marketplace response. Access an unfiltered view of what it is like to co-labor with Christ in a marketplace enterprise. Follow the unfolding story of the Brown family into one of the most challenging regions of the world, Africa. All right, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin, and uh, we are back again with Matt Brown in Uganda. Uh, welcome back, Matt. Thanks, Jonathan. I imagine some stuff has happened since we've talked last because it's been a little while and you guys have been in quite a situation over there with the COVID lockdowns and a lot of things that were seem to be uh, hung up on that and some things that were pending. So any major developments? Considering uh, everything in terms yeah. of the lockdown <laughs> that they had here, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of stopped everything to some extent. I right. think everything's going really well. Um, yeah, really, uh, really pleased with kind of some of the bigger uh, things that have come to fruition that i um, really been hoping for. Um, and family's doing, yeah, really well. Uh, praise the Lord, no one's gotten sick. Um, That's great. We're really thankful for that, especially if COVID is getting not great here. And it's, you know, it's... Uh, it's not necessarily that it's like blown up as much as India, for example, or anything, but it's more of the fact that the, the actual hospitals here are not very well equipped. Right. Uh, something did have kind of been a little bit more, uh, wow. Hold back. Like, well, yeah, you know, we gotta be careful before we get out of here. Um, so, but yeah, speaking of that, we're, we're leaving on Sunday for the States uh, for, our, our third baby to wow. have our baby delivered. So well, that's coming a few more days here in country that we're wrapping up. Yeah, we're we're pretty uh, pretty excited to get back. Yeah, I was going to say this is <laughs> kind of a wrap up of a pretty significant first chapter for this whole project and for you guys as a family. Yeah, and uh, wow, what a big transition after probably I guess you could consider it quite an unforeseen rollout of how things went. And so, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah. So things certainly yeah, don't yeah. go to plan even on a good day in a challenged location like Uganda. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, this whole first yeah, chapter, sure. it's really, uh, you know, seemed to not stick to the plan, but God seems to have a way of, you know, moving when there seems to be no way. So how have you guys seen him moving? Mm-hmm. How, what's yep. been happening? Yeah. 
man. Um, yeah, that's definitely the way to okay, God just kind of moves things the best way. If you can see the best way to do things, and we're very limited in what we can see in terms of, you know, oh, I, we need to be here for this to happen, or we need to be doing this for this to happen. And, right. You know, um, a lot of those things that we were kind of thinking we had to do, uh, and it just wasn't the way forward. Um, for example, the, probably the biggest development is, I can't remember, I think I mentioned this in the last chapter, or the last <laughs> chapter. It feels like a chapter, uh, doesn't it? It's was, been a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, this uh, this new uh, season, but uh, we we hired uh, a director officially okay. uh, for our NGO here in Uganda. Finally, because lockdown let up, we finally yeah. said, "Okay, yeah, we'll let it up a little bit." Uh, about two weeks ago, and so okay. this guy I was wanting to meet was stuck uh, in a city a few hours away because of the lockdown. I mean, it, okay. like, it happened where like if it's the president said lockdown at 9 p.m. at night, and it doesn't matter where you are, you just stay there for two wow. months. And so he was stuck there for two months wow. with his family, at least. But, you know, so he was finally able to come uh, visit us, and I was able to interview him in person and talk to him and just really hash things out. And, yeah, he's excited. We're excited. Um, it's really a, a very, I mean, yeah, it's hard to overstate just how crucial uh I think Joshua, Joshua's his name, okay. uh, is going to in our operations going forward. Officially, his title is Director of Operations. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Be, uh, you know, overseeing and just executing tons of stuff. Um, I've got a big list full of things for him to <laughs> help me do. Um, well, it's really... But, you know, I'm just always overwhelmed with every hat that I'm trying to wear by myself. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. That's a miracle. Help someone, I can be like, hey, can you go talk to this person at this office? Can yeah. you go up to Karuma for the day and go talk to these officials? Can you, you know, just yeah. like, and that's going to be on staff full time to do that stuff remotely while we're in the state. Man, that um, is an absolute miraculous huge. intervention. Just a miraculous intervention. Yeah. In an unlikely really season is. that you know, something like this would emerge. You know, I was thinking of Proverbs 21, 31 says the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. And you guys have certainly done an amazing job Mm -hmm. of saddling the horse and preparing for the battle, but you kind of did all you could do. And then God brought a measure of victory. It seems like uh, with this gentleman, you were able to hire. Amen. And uh, Mm -hmm. I've definitely, I've always found that we live, you know, by the principle from that scripture that you do the possible and God will do the impossible. And so it seems like God's done the impossible in this phase for you guys. Yeah. That, that is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. That was my number one prayer request coming here. Wow. The people and they asked was God help us find a director that we can trust that has integrity that's recommended that we, you know, it's going to be able to take over and help us get things done because that's just going to be, you know, night and day. And that was the big unknown where I had no way to control finding that person. (laughs) We just no way to know where I was going to find him. There's no like recruiting website you can go to or conferences where people, I mean, they don't have that stuff here. You know, you just have to pray and (laughs) meet people and try Right. God just did a miracle. Yeah. So, you know, apart from obviously the miraculous side of this development with the, uh, being able to hire this gentleman, 
you know, for someone who doesn't really understand these dynamics or doing a business or a work in a country like this, what do you look for in a person that's actually going to be someone you can trust in this kind of a responsible position? Because a lot of uh, expats mm-hmm. or foreigners, regardless, even if they're not coming from the U.S., but they might be from another country and they're going to a, another third country, uh, you know, they've got to find staff and they've got to hire people. You know, what's on your mm-hmm. radar? What's in your mind when you're considering a candidate? How do you vet or evaluate someone that might be a good candidate? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the big question right there. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, there's just a number of factors that I look at. First of all, most importantly, is uh, references, recommendations, right? Okay. If you've already got rapport with one person and you already have experience with one individual that you trust and you've seen a habit, just all these things, and that person, whether it's an expat or a local, that person recommends someone, you know, first you've got, you've got that. That's important. That's helpful. Right. Um, actually, Joshua was the, my oldest friend at Econ and Econ, and he, I've known him since the first time I came seven years ago. Um, but I've built rapport with this friend, this Ugandan friend, and okay. he's just shown me patterns of never asking, never using me as a money bag. That's <laughs> just yeah. one good thing you look for. Because that's the problem that a lot of people just, they pretend to be your friend, but really, money out of you and this yeah. other friend of mine never did that ever and he also just came out of Christian background pastors for parents and just you know you just kind of evaluated him over the years and was like this guy is someone I could trust with my life he's done things for me just that are right. really speak about his character and when he told me about Joshua saying hey Joshua is my best friend I've known him since we were kids our parents are close. You know, he gave me all these recommendations. Okay. That was a huge, strong foundational block of, I can trust that likely this person's going to be good. Right. You know? Um, so that, um, honestly, relationships, that's why I always go back to relationships are so important. Yeah. Um, I... Because, you know, you can have someone who on paper looks amazing and has gone to school maybe and has, you know, all this professional experience. I've known lots of those people who have, uh, worked for expat organizations, but then they're and they just you know things just fall to pieces. Um, uh, and so just that relational connection. But then you know the other huge thing I think is tremendously important: um, discernment and okay. how to guide you on this person. Like, do you have peace about it? Is God giving you peace about this person? You know, yeah. Um, or do you need to listen to some red flags? Maybe <laughs> showing up with this person's character as you're talking. You no. Know, so just really being in tune with the spirit on guidance, because um, you can't always have a reference. Right. And that's several cases of people I've, you know, because sometimes you're the first person to meet someone. There's no one else that's met them that can recommend you. Right. And that's happened to several people I've met here. They're, they are the first. They they don't have a a, a reference. And so I'm I'm the, I'm the person that's recommending this person to other people because I took the risk of going out on a limb without any references and saying, I'll use you for this contract work just to test you out, to see how you do. Yeah. Okay. You did good with that really small thing. Let me give you a little bit more work. And how are you going to do with this slightly bigger? I've done that with several different people who I didn't have any recommendations for. And, and as they got better and better and just proved to me time and again, that they were good with communicating, they were good with handling money, all this stuff. And then at that point I've gone, okay, I'm going to start recommending you to my circle of 
Western friends now right. because I can honestly tell them this person has done this, 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 and this well. Um, so then, you know, anyway, there's just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of ways to go about trying to find people, you know, yeah. it's definitely not very straightforward. Well, I would say that what you've, ex- what you're describing there and what you've experienced you know, is relevant in any hiring context, even in the West or in a country that has more of a transparent HR system and, um, you know, references and all of that. I would say from my perspective that a, a Christian, uh, God led employer or business should also be utilizing discernment, especially where you're the first point of contact with somebody and you're trying to hire, you know, trying to make a good hire and you don't know the person, but you really, you know, they look good on paper, like you're saying, or even they have a couple of good references. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you really can't avoid depending on discernment and hearing from the Holy spirit on who you should hire mm-hmm. and how you should move forward. Um, I've seen that in a lot of different contexts. So I think that, you know, what you're describing being forced into in almost a, you know, an urgent kind of context and no other alternatives, so to speak, is probably something that mm-hmm. Western employers and ministry leaders and and other, you know, expressions of the economy could really benefit from is really leaning into uh, hearing God, hearing the voice of God, and really knowing what he's saying and uh, utilizing deter- discernment in these decisions. Um, I, I hear that as like a universal mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so what else impossible are you guys trusting God for right now? Like what's on the horizon? Uh, I mean, you've got the return trip coming up and obviously your yeah. new baby coming up, but also you probably mm-hmm. are looking at things that are coming up in the uh, event horizon there in Uganda and, and wondering. The question not to think about it. I'm, I'm still, in such, you know, uh, just gathering my thoughts mode and yeah. thanking him for what has already happened. I I'm know like, it's a season really, of, you know, season of like thankfulness. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm like, Oh, there's nothing now. Like there's nothing left. Like, yeah. uh, we've got, we've got Joshua on board. We're good. Oh uh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's funny actually. I, and then as soon as I start a second, I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's still that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, actually there's, there is, uh, you know, impossible. I'm such an optimist. I think I'm such an optimist. Well, we all right? should be um, optimists like, in well, the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. I'm like, well, okay, the, the, the impossible, uh, so to speak, is we don't have all the funding we need. We thought we had a little while back, and then as we've been on the ground, okay. getting quotes for different things, realizing, oh, shoot, like, this. <laughs> solar panels we're going to need are going to be way more than we thought for massive borehole pump that's supposed to supply thousands of people, you know? Right. Um, and we were hoping for some grid power and there's not going to be any grid power. We're going to be completely off grid because of course the infrastructure just continues to not be there right. for power, even though it's right next to a huge electric dam. Um, but, uh, irony financial <laughs> barriers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, so we're, we're, just praying, you know, for God to uh, provide the funding for um, us to be able to go forward with the uh, the full scope of what we're hoping to do. I mean, at the end of the day, we have some funds, um, and we can do a, a very small scale uh, version of what we'd like to do. And so we're we're like, well, it's up to God. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it's a great thing for working for such a great boss. You can just be like, well. Oh God, you know, if you want this to happen this way, then you know what we need. 
Right. And if not, then we know what the alternative is. And then that means we want us to do that. And so we, we do what we can, and then we're trusting them um, to lead us and provide the resources for what we need. So, yeah, I, probably just we're at a point where we can still move forward with a lot of just tons of preliminary stuff still to do. Yeah. Um, and we're still moving forward with foundational work for the organization, for the site, and different things. And strategic planning, just lots of stuff. Um, but as far as actually getting to, like, be able to drill and start pumping water, which would be a few months away anyway, we're, we're definitely on hold until we have a clear direction from God to either just go with the funds we already have or, yeah, you know, what we need to do, the full-scale version. So we're just, yeah, we're just kind of praying about that. Wow. Yeah, well, the victory belongs to the Lord, right? Like we said, so... Amen. Mm-hmm. New season. So tell me about this upcoming return uh, trip here. When, when you said Sunday there, you're heading back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're heading back Sunday. Man. So do you guys like pack up everything? Or are you leaving a, a house set up or what do you do with your things in this transition? Yeah. yeah. So we, we, uh, we don't have, I mean, our, uh, we have a house being built up in Karuma, the town up North. Okay. Um, right now they, they've already started on it, which is great, but, um, we, uh, just been living in this, uh, house that friends here in the capital. Um, and so we taken most of our stuff, most of our, uh, longing suitcase and boxes up north to, uh, the tents <laughs> that we have set up. Okay. Up north. And it's not just like a couple of dinky little tents out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's right. a big fenced in gated guarded compound and, um, our friends have a house up there, and so we actually were able to store most of our stuff in their house. Yeah, um, up next door. And so you know, we've already done a lot of that. We just have a couple small suitcases to pack up, you know. But uh, yeah, we're we're just kind of there's a lot of loose ends to tie up, you know, with different uh, people here in Uganda. Um, so we're just kind of wrapping things up and trying to get things set up well for when we're back in the states to be able to remotely be uh, still doing work and being engaged. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, how long do you anticipate being back in the U.S.? About five months. Okay. Um, total, because we, we can't fly past a certain time Right. Uh, being pregnant. And so, you know, that kind of made us have to go back a couple months before the due date and then baby and then yeah, yeah a couple of months to get the baby's passport and vaccine, you know, just all these things. And so, um, so that puts us, yeah, it's coming out to about five months total, which is longer than we had initially thought, but that's just kind of how the, how it had to fall. Um, yeah. so we're really grateful all that to say to have Joshua on board here on the ground. We're like, I mean, man, this will be a real good test to see how he does, you know, um, with Absolutely. running forward with stuff while we're over in the States. Cause that's how, that's what we want it to be like anyways in the yeah. future. I mean, that's how it needs to be is gotten and led so well, this will be a good trial run yeah well you guys have made a lot of progress even under a lot of difficult situations there and a lot of limitations that have been in place uh, it's been a pretty amazing first mm-hmm. chapter in this whole adventure for y'all anything people can be praying for you guys about here as you make this transition yeah um you know probably number one is safety of course you know um, right just with travel and last thing we want is to get stuck somewhere because of COVID or right. whatnot before we get back. So just 
safe travels that we make it back okay um, without getting held up. And um, yeah, safe health health for our family for Jessica she's pregnant. Health for our baby um, who's you know being developed right now. And yeah. um, also, I would think probably prayer for Joshua as you guys transition out and he takes oh, over the yeah. lead roles. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, prayer for Joshua. Yeah, we need to really be praying for him because it's. I mean, poor guy. He he doesn't know what he's. No, he knows what he's getting himself into. I, I explained <laughs> it pretty clearly. All the things he's going to have to do. We spent a long time going over, you know, things, but still, you know, it's a going to be a lot of work. And um, yeah, I think it's just definitely prayer for him that he would just have patience and perseverance and not, you know. Um, get overwhelmed. I think that'll be a a good prayer for Joshua. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is an exciting conclusion to this first chapter, and I'm really glad we've been able to do the podcast series following you guys. I know a lot of people have been following this and praying for you guys and very interested in your story and in your journey. And hopefully it'll also be very inspiring for a lot of up and coming entrepreneurial Christians who are considering these kind of adventures and trying to make things right in different countries and really serve and help uh, mm-hmm. develop places that are in a lot of need and use their skills in the kingdom. So this is a pretty exciting conclusion to the first chapter. And I'm excited to see where we get to go with this program in the future, following the development of all this with your company. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. I'm excited to see how it goes too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, we will see you when you get back to the United States and we'll continue this journey together in the future. All right. Sounds great, Jonathan. Good talking. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com. there's real optimism even in the midst of difficulty in, in your guys' story. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And also I think there's yeah. real gold nuggets there for like-minded people who are considering trying to start up. Like how do you identify and hire good staff? Cause I know that that's the biggest challenge for anything like mm-hmm. this. Um, so that's really, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's solid gold. And I think it'll challenge believers as well that they really need to, be able to, again, operationally hear the voice of the Lord, because otherwise, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just yeah, bringing right. it. That, that's, that's what I always come back to. I'm like, look, uh, look, bros, friends, stop trying to be smart about everything. <laughs> like, you need to just ask God about some things. You can't smart everything, you know. Sometimes you got to say, hey, God, what do I need to do? You know? And, uh, stop trying to be smart. I love any it. Any sort of success. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I might cl- include that statement as an outtake at the end. That's probably the best. <laughs> best <nugget. laughs> yeah, it's true. That's so true. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. <laughs>